Jen. Thank you for joining me today. We've got an awesome subject, dating and what women want. And specifically today, I wanted to talk through a scenario that I know a lot of us have experienced. And this is meeting someone online, whatever it be, an app or Facebook or Instagram, number of ways that you can connect with people. And then what happens from there and how to walk through that staying true to yourself, but also staying optimistic and being open to all the different ways that we connect with people. So I've shared with you recently meeting, we'll call him Mr. M via Facebook. Yes. And some of our conversations have been really interesting. That's why I wanted to record this, but mostly this is not unique to me or to you. I'm sure everyone's experiencing a lot of these same questions on how to navigate this so I've met this person they've reached out for whatever reason I did reciprocate and respond most of the time that doesn't happen so that was interesting and I tried to pay attention to what was interesting about this person fast forward we're chatting for a few days and the pace seems to be going extremely fast Mm -hmm. we have not met so I want to talk about your experience with that Yes. Well, I know we've had some really amazing conversations around that very thing. And I know most people, a lot of people are familiar with love bombing. So when you're in the, you know, early stages of, you know, just chatting with someone, you know, it's something to think about in terms of the pace that they're setting. You know, you want to get a gauge on that and figure out, you know, what's really going on. And I think the biggest and best way, and I know that you're highly intuitive and women just have intuition in general, but is to continually check in with yourself and really see how it feels, you know, as women. And we were just talking about this earlier. I mean, as women, we love to be pursued. Who doesn't? It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. But when they come in hard and fast and then, you know, show up sending like, pictures, naked (laughs) pictures, and, you know, not even dick pics because, ah, God forbid, that's a whole other topic, I think. Let's stop right there for one second. I really want to shout out to the dick pics. Guys, please stop sending them. Every one of you has a dick. It's not that special, okay? (laughs) Okay. And the thing about the dick pic is when you're like sending an unsolicited dick pic. Unsolicited is just like, I didn't ask you to send me this picture and you're just sending it to me. <laughs> I'm not the first girl who's seen your dick, by the way. Uh, just the last. Like you're randomly dishing out your dick all over the place here. <laughs> it's not appealing. It doesn't make me feel special, actually. <laughs> or it doesn't make me like want to like get you, you know, oh my God, you know? So exactly. I love that <laughs> shout out. <laughs> No random dishing of dick, okay? It's not attractive either. It's attractive when you're in the heat of the moment and you're really engaged with somebody and you're attracted to each other. But from a photogenic perspective, unless you are in Playboy and you know how to pose that thing, don't stand in your bathroom mirror with the beer can in front of it (laughs) or the hand or the towel over it. What other ones have you seen? I think the beer can, the bush light beer can was probably the, the most classic best one. <laughs> like, you know, just we should start a calendar 
of all of the dick pics, unsolicited random dishing of dick pics we've gotten. We and totally all the different um, costumes, per se, that they're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, guys, I, please don't send them. Um, if we want them from you, I promise we'll ask. You know, you know 100%. And I like how you said it. I think it's more something that is an exchange between two people who are mutually, you know, feeling that way, whether you're in a, you know, a, a committed relationship or just, uh, you know, a, a relationship where you're exclusive or, you know, whatever the case, even if you're not and you agree. I mean, I think that's like a whole different vibe, so to speak. But, you know, I mean, it just, it happens. I, I guess it just happens. I don't, I, I don't want to say like, it depends on the generation, but I feel like it could be. Oh, no, I think it is a generational thing. I'm, you know, me being in my fifties, I don't get those pictures from men who are in their fifties. I guess I haven't dated older than that, but the forties and the thirties, and I'm not dating the thirties, but the forties do send these pictures. It's kind of like, Hey, I'm, six foot tall, 225. Here's my dick. Um, <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 buddy. The pace yep. is what we're talking about. So I think the big question is how do you navigate through like all these things in the beginning early on when they start coming down the pipeline? And even like what you're dealing with, having just met someone that, you know, you were able to have a conversation with and it did spark some interest on your end. But, you know, as we know, 99.9% of the time you can form a connection with just about anybody. Generally speaking, it's when you get in their presence, that is the, the tell for me. And this is what I've encouraged anybody who has talked about meeting someone, the online chatting. If you do get to the phone, that's fantastic. Note to self guys. Most women do want to speak to you. They don't want to endlessly text. I know a lot of people use that, but when you have a conversation, there's so much more than just the written word. And you can really tell if, you know, that connection is going to be there. This ongoing chatting without meeting is a problem for me. I don't want to build a bond with somebody only to meet them face to face and feel like there is no chemistry. I have it the other way around. I want to meet them face to face and feel chemistry and then form the bond. Correct. Otherwise, both people are let down and quite often they're insulted when you have yeah. to say, I'm not physically attracted. You know, I feel yeah. a friendship between us. Yeah, they get they get mad and they act like a, a boy and they unfriend you and they block you and like for no <laughs> apparent reason. It's like the, the most ridiculous experience ever. And that creates, you know, this vibe especially in the online dating world where you get disillusioned and you know all those things that seem to happen over and over again that we're just not alone in you know and I, I don't know I don't know the answer or the solution but I know that it's a real thing yeah my advice would be to you guys if you are interested in somebody go ahead and reach out whatever method you have at your disposal that's comfortable for you to do that but then I would say within a week, within that first week, if you are conversing back and forth via text or phone calls, get face-to-face, -face, even if it's for a 20-minute coffee meeting, so that you can see if there's real chemistry. That way, two people are not getting invested and having their feelings entangled 
and not knowing whether there's something actually there. You know, that would be advice I'm taking to heart. And that's advice I give out for sure. Well, and I say, you know, stay true to yourself and your advice and take care of you. And if you set a standard in your life in terms of dating, like if, if they're not willing to meet within a week and then you start to compromise that standard, you know, that's where things go south and you start to feel, you know, I, I think that, you know, you're setting the, you're setting the stage for whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's just like that place where you want to stay true to yourself. And I'm just saying, that's not always the easiest thing. I'm not saying I'm absolutely good at it, but just (laughs) hearing you say that and how you said that, it just made me think, you know what, if he is not able within a week to find a half hour, right? Especially if he comes in super excited about you and acts all crazy and starts sending you pictures and call phone calls and, Oh my God, I'm, I, you're gorgeous. And you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Blah, 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 blah. He doesn't have a half hour in his week. Then you know what? It's like, dude, mm, sorry about you your bad had experience with this. I have, I've had experience where I've formed a connection over the phone And then when we've met in person, which is quite a while down the road, it's an absolute no for me. And then it's crushing to have to say to the person, I'm not physically attracted, you know, and for women, if there's an emotional connection, a lot of great conversation, but no physical attraction, we call that a friend. Okay. And so you immediately get put into that friend box in your mind and there's no shifting out of it. I mean, very rarely can people you know, change a friendship into something more. It typically would be maybe that the timing was off and they had more feelings for each other to begin with. But to start with a friendship and switch it into a romantic relationship is very rare. So when I have to say, I'm not feeling that, I can think of two different scenarios where I had to say, I'm not feeling that. And it didn't go well. They didn't like hearing that because there was already a bond and they were already excited so now I try not to do that to people and because it doesn't feel good. It feels like rejection. You're not rejecting the conversations or the connection that you had intellectually, but you're not on a physically attracted level. And that's a big deal. It, it has to be there in order for a relationship to be there. It does. And the only way you can know that is to actually be willing to meet. Yes. Pictures don't do it. I, I think that guys are far more visual. They can look at pictures and say, yes, I'm physically attracted. Well, we know pictures are not always accurate. People have a lot of tools at their disposal. And sometimes pictures are really um, much older than their, you know, their old photos from a different time when they looked a certain way that this person likes. And so those are the pictures that are out there. Meeting face-to-face is going to tell, you know, are you currently attracted to each other? So do you have any experiences where you had this happen to you where you were chatting a lot and then you meet in person and did not feel a connection? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That has happened to me more than once. And I started to learn from that in a way that you just described where I started to become less willing to spend the amount of time, you know, chatting and texting and, you know, talking pictures, they want pictures all the time and giving up my pictures. It's like, 
you know, these guys on Snapchat, oh, send me a picture. It's like, no, no, you don't get this picture. <laughs> so you can whack off to my picture like I'm not dumb. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> there must be this bro code of who has the most pictures. Or something, but yes. I don't even know what it is. But, you know, it's interesting because um, one particular person does come to mind and I actually had uh, some really good, you know, it's harder to have a good conversation via text because you can't tell the tone and it's a really kind of, you know, measly way to communicate, but started out that way. And then, you know, he moved the conversation quickly to, you know, phone conversations and uh, found that, you know, he was incredibly easy to chat with and it was really good, uh, very connectable you know, conversations that I felt were in a line with, you know, me and, um, you know, then we set up to meet and it wasn't, I mean, it was, we talked way too long first off. And then we set up to meet and immediately when I got in his presence, something did not sit right with me. And I would say as a woman to never turn a blind eye to that. Because no. you're not, you're losing yourself if you don't pay attention to yourself. And so, you know, immediately something didn't sit right with me. And I, I couldn't put my finger on it because, you know, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, yeah, you know, he looks like his picture. I mean, he's not bad. Look, he's not a bad looking dude. And, you know, he's, you know, we can still, you know, talk. But, you know, intuitively, uh, something was out of alignment for me in terms, and that's probably more of a spiritual, because, you know, you connect mind, body, and soul, right? Yes. And so, yeah. So anyway, walked away from that experience. And, you know, I did go against myself a teeny bit, because I said, well, let me, you know, because I couldn't put my finger on why I didn't, what didn't feel right. But then, and I'm glad that I actually gave it like a, another one or two more conversations because then eventually, uh, you know, it came to light what was up with him. And, you know, he had some stuff that I was like, Oh, hell no. <laughs> but that was never brought up in conversation. No, no, no not prior to that. No. Yeah. And those are the things that, you know, and I think we've talked about this too. Those are the things that like, don't, don't hide your shit don't hide your shit because it's, I get the, I get when you really like someone or think you like someone, the inclination to do that, but everything always comes out anyway. And it's going to be what it's going to be. And a person's going to decide regardless of, you know, whatever your shit is, because we all got shit. So we do. There is a timing to all of that. And that's kind of what we're talking about is pace. So if you're going to start out out of the gate, Running hot, like hot and heavy, great conversation, too much texting, too many pictures, and forming a bond without actually meeting the old-fashioned way of humans had to actually meet each other. You know, that was the whole idea behind partnering with another human being was to, uh, 100,000 years ago, procreate, right? You had to meet each other and see if there was a connection. And back before there was all of this online stuff, Back when I was first dating, you met in person no matter what. There was no other way. And you got a sense of how do you feel around that person. Quite often it was through friend groups or maybe it was through work or a hobby that you had. But you had shared time, 
common interests, shared experience. And then you made decisions on, ooh, I like that person. Then you got that feeling. We're doing everything backwards. We're deciding if we yeah. like them up front. We're over-investing our heart, our information, our photos, and um, really, truly forming stories that are completely invalid because you don't have the connection in actually sitting across the table from someone or shared experiences with that person. So the whole point would be shorten that window. Don't have it go on and on and on. You know, have a cutoff for yourself. That's comfortable for me. It's going to be at this point in my current dating experience, it's going to be a week. If we're chatting and we can't get together in a week for 20 minutes, then the motivation is not actually there, you know. So the pace has to match the actions. If Man, you're I love that. Hot and heavy, then fine. Let's see if it's a real thing. You know, sometimes it does go a lot slower, and then it makes more sense that there might be more time. Maybe you have something going on in your life currently that doesn't allow you to meet immediately. But then it shouldn't be pushed so hot and heavy. You should slow right. it down from the get go. Yeah. And I think that. That feels so good when a guy actually makes a move to meet, set up a date, say, when are you available? Do you want to meet on this day? Go have coffee. That feels so good. I've been in situations with dating where it's like, I've been interested. I want to meet you. And, you know, they don't like, they don't, they, they're, they're, they, it, it almost feels like a game. Like I, like this is just enough for them to, I think you've, you've said it to me before. This is enough entertainment for them. Like they don't actually want to meet you. And so when you start to feel that way, you know, move the F on. Yeah. For a lot of people, the online space of connecting has made it. There's a wall between you and reality and they can have several people they're chatting with at the same time. And I'm not saying just yeah. men, but men and women can have this library of humans that you're connecting with giving you a false sense of connection it's not real connection but it is enough it's entertainment so to speak and you're not lonely so it cures loneliness and boredom but it's not enough interest to actually take the time i do get people get burned out that they've dated a lot that they've been disappointed a lot and that maybe they just need a break but then do that actually take a break Take a time out for yourself, you know, take care of yourself, buy yourself flowers, just like Molly would say, you know, do things that are good for you before you put yourself back out there. Oh, that brings up my recommendation number two, men, please don't date us while you're still married. <laughs> yeah. And leave that out in the beginning. Don't, don't. It's an important Please tell us that you're still married or you're going through a divorce or you're about to get a divorce or just tell the truth because that will come out. There's zero reason to start connecting with and bonding with another person and dragging them into your mess when you don't have the mindset and the availability to actually date. Right. Um, right. It's. It is a energetic space that creates room for that person in your life. And when you have 
stuff going on, which again, we all have stuff, but the key to that stuff is when you're really honest on the forefront and you're able to, you know, communicate, communication's huge. Uh, then the other person can make their own decision based on that, based on that in fairness, because it's only fair. It's like, if you have, if you're going through a divorce and it's legit, then why hide it? Just be real about it. And, you know, because it is honestly energetically cluttering some space, because like, I know you experience this, it, they're not going to be able to give you a hundred percent or whatever percentage of themselves, whatever. I don't even know the percentage, how that works in terms of like giving, but right. They're not going to be able to give. And my experience is that I understand from a perspective of you're going through a lot and you want, you know, another human connection and you want to feel comforted and you want to have friendship and who knows sex and whatever else is going on in your mind that you want to have because you have this trauma going on. But clearly the person that you're involved with should know that this trauma is going on in your life because all they're going to see is the things that aren't there. They're going to see the unavailability. They're going to see the detachment. They're going to see that you are completely, your mind is somewhere else. Your actions don't match up, that you forget things all the time, that you're clearly stressed and respond in a stressed way, taking things out on people who don't know what's going on. If you were to flip that around and say to a person, look, I'm going through a divorce I'm not in a good place to be in a relationship. If you would still want to hang out, I would be open for that. But just know that that's where I'm at. Then person B gets to decide, is that something I'm good with? Maybe they are good with that. Maybe they are just looking for casual friendship. And that would work for both of you. That just has to be something said. And it's not uncommon for people who are starting the end of a relationship to jump into another one. You know, that's the rebound relationship and they never work. They never ever work. And the person who didn't know that it's a rebound relationship is the one that gets hurt. Mm -hmm. So that would be definitely a request from all of you. Please don't date us when you're married. Let us know if you're getting a divorce. Just tell the truth. Be an adult. (laughs) Use your words. (laughs) <laughs> Put your big boy pants on. Use your words. Use your words. Pretty, <laughs> please use your words. Uh, That's so funny. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's really, really true. Yeah, I love that. And so, hence, I know. Well, I know you. I know you've always had um, so, uh, a list or um, you know uh, an idea of you know, what your person looks like based off of essentially who you are, you know, you attract who you are because you're all of these things. This is the list. And, you know, it's, you know, you want that reciprocation back in your life. And so how do you, how does a person now, and I know you've come up against this because I have the list like right literally in my right here. <laughs> yeah, we, we have this list, guys. It's true. We really do. Some people actually write it out and some people it's just in your head. And it is not what you think, which is interesting. The list does not say, I want him to be six foot tall, um, 200 pounds, this color eyes, this color hair, this kind of job, this kind of car, no kids, no ex-wife. You know, that is not our list, believe it or not. You know, I'm going to share right now my list. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, I was going to say, read your list. 
Okay. The other thing I want you to, to share about is like, what do you do when you come across somebody that, well, like, I know that you've experienced, for example, like a person in your life who literally really only had one thing on your list, but go ahead and read your list. I'm evolving girl. I'm evolving. So <laughs> these things, when they're only in your head, they're not, they're dismissed quite frequently because they're not something that you're face to face with. I do recommend writing it out and I recommend writing it out based on who are you today and what is your actual needs a lot of times these come clear as you have experiences or not necessarily, you're not born knowing this. And they're going to change in what phase of life you're in and what becomes important to you based on your previous experiences. Yes. So I used to have post-it notes. It was about nine of them. And what I noticed is I didn't have it out printed anywhere, but I would meet people, get involved, get attached, become a partner in this relationship only to realize that this person had one or two out of the nine things that I had clarified that was really important to me. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is there's no lying to yourself. You can do it all for a while, but those other things that are missing will come to bite you in the ass and haunt you. And they will not ever stop being important just because you don't have them. So my list has been refined. And today because of experiences, strong, strong communicator is number one. That is like air for me. I have to have someone who can speak. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of people who are not necessarily extroverts and you don't have to be, but the ability to talk to someone, explain what you're feeling and express what your own needs are. Okay. The second one would be an abundance mindset. That means not coming from a place of lack for every little thing. And that encompasses so many things. That's kind of a big category, but just for right now, we'll go down the list. Open growth minded. So I love to learn. That is my favorite pastime. And if I could do it for a job, that's what I would do. Joe just, Dr. Joe Dispenza, one of my favorites. There's so many great teachers and we have so much at our fingertips, but I want a person who's interested in not staying stagnant, bettering mm-hmm. themselves, you know, Love it. fit and healthy. This does not mean you need to be buff. It means you have a fit, healthy body that you're going to take care of so that I'm not taking care of you (laughs) in five years. And I've experienced a lot of very sick people in my life. So this has become even more important to me. This is based on experience. When you don't have your health, you really have nothing. Right. So probably right up there with the top and what's happened. And as you've seen in my dating career, I'll focus on one or two of these and that's exactly what I get, but I might not get the other ones. And so it's really important to have this front and center and be um, accountable to yourself. So you're not lying, you know, so you're not just saying, ah, this is better than nothing. No, it's not. It's taking you out of the, the way of actually meeting someone who's a match, you know, mm. so having two things or one thing and not being lonely. Well, you're actually still lonely in that relationship. Right. Generous, kind heart. Generosity is not just financial. Nobody likes to cheapskate. Money's relative. So we're not talking about a specific amount of money. We're not talking 
you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have, but there's a generosity of heart and a kind-hearted person. You know, are you the type of person that would volunteer or help somebody when they're in need? That's generosity. Generosity can be, you know, do you feel comfortable having fun and spending money together? It doesn't have to be spending tons of money, but is money a source of anxiety for you? You know, do you pull back because you don't want to spend? Well, money is just energy. Mm-hmm. Money's energy. So yep. if you don't ever want to spend, then you're holding back your energy as well. Okay. Truly available. We touched on this already. Emotionally, physically. Are you in a relationship? Does someone in your life think they're in a relationship with you? You know, so many guys will say, oh, I'm not in a relationship, but lo and behold, someone thinks they are. Why is that? You know, are you available? Are you wounded? Are you so wounded that you can't open up your heart? You know, so truly available encompasses a whole nother you know, conversation. But you No, know, and I was thinking about the truly available thing, not just on a, you know, real note as far as like, not in a relationship, not married, not going through a divorce, like truly available, present available. But I was also thinking about it in the sense that, okay, you're truly available, but are you willing to make time in your life for me? Mm-hmm. Planning dates, True. doing things, spending time together to see if we like each other, you know, letting that unfold naturally you know, truly available, (laughs) you know, because it's like it, you know, I feel like I've met guys that aren't entangled in the way that I just described as far as like married or in a relationship or going through a divorce or whatever the case may be, or blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, you know, there's something that holds them back from like actually wanting to participate in like seeing what we could have. And you have to be willing to spend time with someone and plan dates and do fun stuff. And I think a lot of people are wounded and they are in that I want to be entertained and not bored category. I think you're right. You just got to be honest with yourself. Am I looking for a relationship or am I looking for just casual fun? And then whatever that answer is, it doesn't matter. Be clear to the other person. Just be clear. First, that means checking in with yourself, being completely honest. Are you actually looking for a partnership or are you looking for fun? And both answers are great. Just tell the truth, you know. Um, I agree. That's good. How long do you think in your experiences? I feel like for me, three to four months really hanging out with someone, really spending at least a couple of times a week with them is the point where I have gathered enough information based on experience and time shared where I know if we're a fit or not. Mm-hmm. How long for you? I think I like the, I like the three month mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good amount of time. I think, you know, quite a bit at that point and, you know, you're still getting to know each other for sure, but I think, you know, you know, whether or not this is something you want to move forward with at that point. Um, I think, I mean, I've heard people, I've heard other people that I like that talk about dating say, you know, I've heard one, one guy in particular, he's like, you know, after the eighth date, if, you know, he's not making a move to, you know, maybe be exclusive or making a move in the direction to 
push the relationship forward in some fashion, he's not going to do it. Yeah, I've heard that before. I've also heard, I couldn't quote what study it is, but I used to do a lot of reading on it and YouTube University. And um, (laughs) right around the four-month mark was the tell for people. If they were in a relationship right around four months, it either continued forward or fell apart. So that, for me, naturally happens right about three months, maybe four, if I look backwards. Mm-hmm. that's spending significant amount of time together that's yeah. that's an already committed situation yeah. and so I don't know I, I have not ever dated somebody eight different times and not been in a committed relationship to me that would be a bit redundant if you didn't know by then you know so that I don't have sense. that experience all right next one this is going to wound people but it is not what you think financially stable I'm not looking for a sugar daddy. I don't want to be yours, but I don't want a child. I have four. (laughs) Financially stable. Just, you got to have your own world stable, whatever that looks like. You know, we're not talking about how much you have, that you are just stable in many ways. And financial is one of them. Yeah, I like it. Have you had situations where you're dating someone who is not? Yeah, you know, to me, it's, it does kind of tie into that heart condition. And again, it's not, I don't look at it like how much stuff he has that comprises his stability. You know, I think, I think it is the center of a man, but it also comes up out of his heart. And I'll, I have an example. And this was just literally one date. This was one date, but it was very revealing to me. When, so I, I had, um, that morning I had taken my wallet out of my purse because I needed to purchase something online. And I said to myself, literally, I said, well, I better not forget to put this back in my purse or I'll end up somewhere and not have money to pay something. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward through the day, I had a coffee date with some guy, a coffee date. And of course I get there. (laughs) I go to pay for my coffee, literally go to pay for my coffee. And my wallet's not in my purse. And that was truly wholeheartedly legitimate. And I looked back at the guy and I was like, oh man, I was like, you're probably not going to believe me. I'm like, but I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I, I literally left my wallet at home and I'm like, you do not have to buy me this coffee. I will, you know, drink water and give it back. <laughs> and, <the> coffee. <laughs> and, but listen to this. He was the biggest fucking asshole ever. I mean, I have to say the F word because it describes him to, I mean, he deserves that word. I'm being emphatic about it. He looks at me and emotionless and he like pushes in front of me and he's like, fine, I'll pay for your coffee. And I was thinking, Uh, I was like, I was thinking, oh, this is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. So he literally stands in front of me. And you know how you, you just, you feel it when people are blocking you from seeing their information, like as if I'm going to steal this information. (laughs) So he ends up paying for my coffee. So I get my coffee. Do not take a sip out of that cup of coffee, right? Because it's a bad juju. It's a bad vibe. (laughs) I don't take a sip out of that coffee. And, um, you know, he says something about, oh, do you want to go for a walk? at this park down the road and I'm thinking, no. dude, I'm going to jump. Over tennis shoes, yeah. you're gonna have to go to the like, store. I'm gonna, I was like, yeah, let's go for a walk. I'll see you on the flip side. So <laughs> no, we, go outside, we go outside and he says to me, 
oh, and by the way, way to scam a cup of coffee. No way. I'm blown away by that. We're talking a $5 cup of coffee or I'm scamming a $5 cup of coffee. So I took the cup of coffee right in front of them and I put it in the garbage can and I walked and I got in my truck. And you know, the thing about that is, is that it was very revealing in terms of, to me, that is not a stable person relative to his finances. Because why? Because he's fucking cheap. You know, I don't know what your financial situation is, but $5, I mean, why would you even go on a coffee date if you can't afford to buy somebody? That's what I was actually thinking. He doesn't sound like he's truly available. Okay. Not an abundance mindset whatsoever. No, there's like several categories there's that several failed. things that were just <laughs> failed, completely failed. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a person who wants to be dating. Not not because who's paying for what. It's not about that. It's just on the defense immediately before even getting to know you. Hundred percent. But I think that. I think that, you know, given the part where he would stand in front of his finance or his, or his transaction, because he was thinking, I'm going to steal his credit card information. <laughs> given that, I think to me, that's probably a very negative, cynical person that is plagued by, you know, scarcity and, you know, just all the things that if you pay attention, decide if you want that. Cause I can tell you right in that moment, I'm like, Oh, no, oh hell no. Oh, hell no. Like I would buy a stranger a cup of coffee. I would buy the person in front. I have done that in line. I buy the person behind me uh, anonymously pay for their food. You know, that ends up being $15 because they ordered a bunch of fucking other shit other than coffee. Yep. <laughs> you know what yep. I'm saying? Yeah. And that we don't, I don't know him. So I'm assuming that he has all sorts of experiences in his life that led, led him to behave in that way. But that is so far away from actually being ready to date if you're in the mindset that someone is there to take advantage of you dating is a very vulnerable place to be you really have to kind of check yourself at the door quite often and say i've got to be brave you know i just think i think my mantra i agree i agree i think when you see the world from that standpoint though it perpetuates itself you know in a, in a law of attraction way i mean it's just like he's creating his world in that fashion and i don't well, he's know actually he's self-fulfilling right because yes. if he believes that and now here comes a situation where you didn't have the five dollars to get the coffee and oh there's proof everybody's out to get him women just want to use him for his money it's like well why didn't you go shopping instead it's like oh i forgot my wallet you're gonna have to buy these tennis shoes if you want to go on a walk with me you know <laughs> Most women, guys, are not out to get you. I promise we're not. We actually just want to love you, but it has to be a match. And that's what we're talking about is being clear on who you are so that as you are pulling forward, whomever it is that you know, becomes a partner in your life, they're a match to you. So that guy's going to find his match someday. He really is. Um, who knows yeah. where? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, wrong to him. we're all on this journey. Yep. All right, next one for me. This is a big one. I've had a lot of experiences. If you're alive, you've had this experience, okay? The loyal, trustworthy, honest piece is part of the foundation of being available. And when you've been burned, and we all have, like I said, if you're alive, you've experienced this. If you're dating, you've experienced this. If you've ever married and divorced and all of that stuff, loyalty, trust, being 
trustworthy, not only to the other person you're with, but telling the truth to yourself. It's such a big deal. And what I've experienced recently is, well, I didn't lie because I never said anything. So omitting all pertinent information is still lying. It's not trustworthy and it's not honest. That builds over time where you get to know somebody and you feel more and more and more comfortable. So yes, there is a timing to some sensitive information, but that's just a big deal. It's a big deal for women. It's a big deal for men. You know, mm-hmm. we can all just do the best we can. I, like you, feel like, you know, I have a lot of stuff in my life that is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn about it as I feel like I trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but it is not a great idea to never tell anything. That way you're not, quote unquote, lying. Well, I think, you know, I think you said it earlier. There's kind of a time for everything. And it's, you know, I mean... I don't know the right answers on all of that. I know that, I guess what I know is that what I've learned is that, you know, there's just been so many times in my life where I have not been the kind of person that I've wanted to be. Hence, you know, that's your point of attraction, by the way. I've never really put two and two together in that way. So in in order to really attract loyalty and being trustworthy in your life, you know, I had to look within and, and make peace with the fact that, you know, I mean, that was not my story. Like you couldn't trust me because you couldn't. And, you know, I wanted someone to be undyingly loyal to me, but I'm not sure that I really knew how to be that. I didn't, I'm not sure that I knew how to be that. You recently, know? there was something that you shared with me that was nowhere near lying, but it was an interesting twist and change for you you wouldn't commit to plans you didn't get yourself locked down into anything so it was more of the well maybe I can and we'll see and that whole I've always got the back door open mentality and you've shifted that 100% has that changed what it's bringing you oh my god it's the freaking key yeah I I know I went through well for years for a really long time, I, I described it as I'm a free bird. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. You're going to ask me to go do something next Friday. I'll let you know Friday, two hours before. And, and not a lot of people like appreciate that. And not a lot of people feel like, Oh, she wants to make a plan with me to do something. Like they don't feel like that's not a good feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't give a shit, you know, cause I was like, well, I'm a free bird. I'm going to do me. And you know, I had to go and be willing again to go deep within and really dig around and try to find out what that was about for me, you know? And, you know, once I was able to look and see, because ultimately with the dating thing, that's exactly what I was attracting. All these flaky guys that were like, well, Maybe we can get together tomorrow. I'll get back to you and let you know. And and I would be like, motherfucker, no, tell me today. Like, do you want to meet tomorrow at noon or what? But I was doing that exact thing. And I, you know, so I remember, I remember there was a whole ton of people just kind of very flimsy and no set dates whatsoever. And there was a ton of that happening and you were frustrated. And then it was like, well, wait a second. I'm actually doing this. 
It's a distant memory. I actually, until you literally just brought this up, yeah. I literally have never, I have not one ounce of frustration on that level at all, at all. I have not, for, awesome. I can't even tell you when the, I can't tell you when the, it had to have been based on our conversation. Because I remember talking about this, Jen, it was eight months ago. Okay, there we go. Eight so months ago, it was happening constantly. And you realized, you were able to say, holy shit, I know where it's coming from. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's powerful. That's freaking powerful. Yeah. So that's the word of the day. Like when you see something and you feel a certain kind of way about it, it's not something you want in your life. You know, it's really never about anything outside of you. It's an opportunity to go in within and look around in there and see what you actually see. And that is so hard. It really is. The first time that you start doing that, where you notice something happened in your life. And since we're talking about dating, we'll just continue to go down that road. But if you see something happening in your dating experience that you really dislike, instead of looking at that person or the people who you're interacting with and saying, oh, I don't like that, you really have to just put the mirror up and saying, how am I attracting that? What am I doing? Because that's it. I'm getting exactly what I am. So that's hard. Nobody wants to say for that example. People are being wishy-washy. Why is that happening? Well, you are actually sending out that signal. I'm wishy-washy. I'm not going to commit to you, but then feeling the frustration of what that feels like back. And it's yeah, a perfect like teacher it. when we're willing to go there. It really is. It's a perfect teacher because it'll. it's fast. It's swift. How quickly it can turn around. You know, you didn't remember it. I remember our conversations, but yeah, I remember it happening over and over and over. And now it doesn't. No. I didn't like it either. That's so interesting. Did not like that. No. But it was me. It was me. Yeah. All right. I only have two left on my list. Yeah, it's a long list, but it's a good one. <laughs> um, adventure and fun. Man, I feel like I am a kid and I want someone to play with. I want fun people. I want experiences. They don't have to be. You know, great big lavish things. We love roller skating, dancing, karaoke, just hanging out with fun people and really feeling joy. And the reason for that is when I'm in that state, when I'm happy, when I'm laughing hysterically, more and more and more good stuff keeps coming. It is literally an energetic magnet. And so that's why adventure and fun is so much, so important. So guys, Netflix and chill has its place. But please, you don't have to be the one always creative. I'll send you the list of things that we can do. <laughs> Honestly, I literally have a list of here's the things to do in Minnesota in the winter so that you don't have to always be in that mode of what next. But we don't want to just sit on the couch. We really yeah. don't. We can do that by ourselves. And actually, it's better by yourself. So watching a game and all those things and cuddling, that is appropriate, but it is not a date. It's not a date over and over and over. Find fun things to do. Do things that you don't even know if you like, but try it together. Some of the best experiences are the biggest flops. You know, they can be hilarious. They're great stories when they go sideways. They don't have to be, you don't have to be epically good at something and to enjoy the adventure together. 100%. And it doesn't feel right when a guy wants to come over here and sit on my couch. And I've had that happen more than yes. once. You and know, how well does that turn out? No, it never amounts to like, we're together. We're not, not once, not one of them, because they're not really, you know, they're, mm, 
I don't like to say this, but nine times out of 10, I would venture to say they're just really want to get, have sex. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I mean, what guys, we all like sex. You know that? Yes. Women are not yes. sex adverse and post to sex, but we kind of control. <laughs> I know we do. We're going to admit we do. We control who gets it and how often. Okay. We can have sex constantly with whomever we want to. So we're not saying sex is bad, that we don't want sex with you, but we're very aware that that's what you're going after. If that's the first thing that you go after. So just be smarter about it. You know what I mean? There's a time and a place. And yeah, I mean, if the chemistry's there and the connection's there, we're all about it. But Netflix and chill is not a date. And it's certainly not date one or two. True that. (laughs) Anything else to say about that, Jen? No, I think you covered that very well. I like it. I'm, I'm with you on that. Playful, adventurous, have fun, do fun things. That's how you really get to know each other, truly. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot, so I have a minute to think. What's the most fun you've ever had on a date? Well, more dates than I have lately. Yes, the most fun I had on a date. I've had a lot of fun dates, actually, but mostly what they're comprised of is when somebody asked me to do something. Literally, I had a guy ask me to go to yoga, which I thought was very interesting. And I was really open to it because he actually asked me to do something on the first date. Um, you know, I've had guys, um, I had one guy that he just was like so good at planning dates. Like he wanted to go to do mini golf. He wanted to go to Dave and Buster's and play those, all the games in there. He literally like was interacting with me and playing games. And then and then he went and bought a Connect Four, a little Connect Four board, and we played Connect Four like like we're five oh. years old. Mm-hmm. And he loved to play cards and cribbage, so he was always like wanting to play cards and you know do fun stuff. And I mean, he was such a fun guy. He was so oh. fun. I just had you know just had a blast. And and I mean, I've had guys <clears throat> ask me to go ice skating on a date and you know, ice fishing. And I mean, all these things. Like, I'm not an ice fisher. Like, I'm not a man. I'm not a girl in the wild. But I went. <laughs> I, went, I went there I was like okay you know and I when I went ice fishing like I literally all you could see was my eyes like I literally had my everything yeah and then my eyes I had my 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 sunglasses over my eyes but you could see my eyes everything was covered from head to toe <laughs> I was like such a freeze baby oh. but, you know my point is is like those are the memorable life is about life is about love and love is about people and relationships that mean something and those and the meaning comes from the experiences that you have with one another that's what you remember it's not you know the great job you did at work you don't I mean that shit's like eh, you know Mm -hmm. I can think of um so I was at a brewery with a date and we were playing bingo and this brewery had like dogs around and stuff and so bingo is absolutely no cost whatsoever and it was fun it was really good it was not an extravagant ask at all but it was something different than sitting at a bar or sitting on a couch so be creative take opportunity to find stuff in your city that you don't normally do I mean everybody can google anything the list is not hard to put together or even ask the person that you're hanging out with Do you have ideas of things you'd like to do? Let's try some new things together. Because 
especially when you're doing something new and doing it with someone else who's also new is probably more fun. It's probably hundred percent on here. Sure. And like, you have like that one week thing with, you know, what we talked about earlier, but I was thinking about for me, the first date, I really, when I don't know someone that's considered kind of a blind date, because if you have pictures and a conversation, that's still a blind date to me. Like a first date, I really like to keep it a coffee date, a half hour coffee date, or even sometimes an appetizers is good if if the person doesn't like coffee necessarily, Mm -hmm. because for me, and this is just me. And I know you're a lot like this, but I, I literally 99% of the time know within the first 10 minutes. And if I'm not interested in you on a level where I want a second date, I'm not interested in sitting there for an hour, like with empty conversation or just talking more about, you know, how the weather is or whatever. Very true. And I think both sides can feel that right away. And so, yeah, we're, we're comfortable. You don't have to take us out to big fancy dinner. We're not asking for any of that. Right. We're just asking you to be aware that we don't want you to come and sit on our couch. That's not really a date. Nope. You know? So, yeah. And then the last on my list, and this is a really big one. This ties back into the truly available would be optimistic. So that's also an abundance mindset and a sound, healthy mind. There's a lot of people right now, given all the stress in the world, that don't take care of their mind. They may be depressed. They may have tons of anxiety. They may have all sorts of stresses. And we're not saying those aren't valid, but when you're dating, you're not looking for a therapist. You're looking for a partner. Right. Hopefully. And so for me, that's on my list. I'm a natural caregiver and I can be a person who ends up kind of getting sucked into taking care of someone else versus taking care of myself. So just to be true to myself, I've got that on my list that I'm dating someone who's of sound, healthy mind. Those 10 things, they're not what I'm looking for in somebody. Those are me. And we're just looking for a match. So I would recommend put your list together of who you are. And if you see yeah. things on your list that you are not, they're not going to come to you. Yeah. They can't. Really they're not a match. You know, energy is a vibrational match. Everybody is an energetic field. And so as you are dating, be true to yourself, be honest, put together your list and then look at that list and say, am I all of those things? Guys, you'll notice again, one more time, there's nothing to do with how much money do you make? What kind of car do you have? How tall are you? What do your eyes look like? We're not trying to date to have what you have. Maybe there are some people who are in that mindset, but they'll outgrow it. Life will teach you. And for us women who don't, who do know what we want, it's not your stuff. It's your time, attention, and presence. And please pursue the old fashioned way. Yes. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Any other requests? Uh-huh. Not that I can think of. It's good chat. Really awesome. And I do want to talk to guys and find out, like, pick your brains and find out what are you looking for? What is happening in the dating world? I know that um, 90% of people meet online. And so there is just kind of a similarity to all of this. And we would love to hear from you. And see- oh, man. I think it would be so great to get have a guy on, like, right now or to have like a threesome, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, did you hear that? We're looking for a threesome. <laughs> no, or we could get like 
that angle, you know, that perspective on the other side. There's a lot of angles when you're having a threesome. (laughs) We got to do it. Let's find somebody to have a threesome with. (laughs) There's your invitation right there. We can post it. We can post it on Facebook. Threesome with Jen and Kim. (laughs) You know, done deal. I think that our dating book will be filled up for the rest of our lives. (laughs) I think so too. Jen and Kim want to have a threesome with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. On that note...